Hey there, and welcome back to Ginger Biz, the podcast. I am Katie, your host, and as always, I am thrilled to have you back tuning in with us today. Today's topic is the illusion of effortlessness. Have you ever noticed how some people just make things look like a walk in the park? Whether it's spinning words into a spellbinding public speech, gathering information for a podcast, or being that guiding light as a coach or mentor, there's often more than meets the eye. So buckle up as I take you behind the scenes, exploring the not-so-secret sauce that turns the seemingly simple into the effortly awesome. I'm a ginger who snaps photos, but my real jam is business. Originally from the Pacific Northwest, now kicking it on the East Coast. I'm a successful entrepreneur who wants to share my passion with the world. We will walk through my journey as an entrepreneur while balancing motherhood, a full-time executive role, and living life to its fullest. This podcast will be an educational resource on entrepreneurship, a raw, uncut look at motherhood, and a place for you to find encouragement. Whether you're exploring entrepreneurship, been at it a couple years, are a mother, a full-time employee, or just want a good laugh while learning, put your headphones on because we're diving in. I'm Katie, and I'm so excited to have you here. What sparked this conversation today for me was a meeting with my mentor. We chatted about how some people make things look so stinking easy. I often take on more than my role because I'm willing and able to do so. Plus, I absolutely love learning. Others often think that things are easy for me, but the truth is I am determined, driven, and dedicated. It's not like I have some sort of magic that makes things easy, although that would be pretty cool. I just don't back down from a challenge, so I'm always up to take on more. But let's dive into this. Perception versus reality. Just because a task appears effortless effortless doesn't accurately reflect its level of complexity or the amount of effort invested. The surface view might not reveal the intricacies, the problem solving, and the meticulous planning involved in making something seem easy. People often underestimate the thought and consideration that go into the execution of a seemingly simple action or achievement. Let's talk about public speaking, for example. A confident and articulate public speaker may make addressing a large audience appear effortless. However, crafting and delivering a compelling speech demands meticulous preparation, practice, and a keen understanding of effective communication. So while they might be up in front of you and you're thinking, wow, dang, they're a natural public speaker, you have no idea how many years, how much work, how much practice, and how much time they've put into this to become this successful and make it look this easy. The other thing is mastery and expertise. The appearance of effortlessness is frequently a result of mastery and expertise. Individuals who make tasks look easy have likely devoted a considerable amount of time to perfecting their skill, like I just mentioned about the public speaker. Whether it's playing a musical instrument, excelling in sports, or mastering a particular craft, the seamless execution is a byproduct of continuous practice, refinement, and a deep understanding of the subject. Because again, like I mentioned, these people are putting in the time, putting in the work, and they are doing their best. 
Behind closed doors, countless hours are spent refining techniques, troubleshooting challenges, and embracing a growth mindset. True mastery involves pushing through those difficulties, learning from those mistakes, and consistently evolving to make a level of proficiency that appears effortless to the outsiders. So an example of this is, let's say, a podcast host. Experienced podcast hosts often spend significant time researching topics, scripting discussions, and refining their interviewing skills. The effortless dialogue and entertaining content are a result of the host's expertise in creating compelling narratives and maintaining audience engagement. Honestly, I've had a few people be guests on my shows and get so excited about the realm of podcasting, and I love it. I am so thankful that I can inspire and encourage others. That's wonderful. But I will mention that some of these people have run into podcast fate already. June marks my two years of having this podcast live, and as of today, I think this is our 121st episode. So I've stuck with it. I've been consistent and I've shown up, but I've had people come alongside me and say, I want to do this too. And then they start and they realize that it's continually hard, continually challenging, and takes a lot of time, work, and effort. So they end up fading, not being able to handle it. And that's totally okay. I am not throwing any shade at anyone. But what you as listeners don't necessarily know or hear or see is all the work that goes into this. Like, for example, today. It's not easy. I'm coming into this recording slightly frustrated because my dogs are going nuts. I opted to record from home today when my husband and daughter were out and my dogs will not chill out. Now, full transparency, they are laying on the bed behind me resting right now. So we got to that point but it's taken about an hour or two to get there. I had multiple phone calls this morning that were interrupted by crazy barking dogs who thought that they needed to run the world in that moment. But that's just one thing that goes into this, right? So another is the time that I take to write out my outlines and prepare the information that I want to present to you guys. You might not see that. You might think, wow, like all this information's in her head. And I will say a lot of it is because I just like am going a mile a minute all the time. However, I still have to curate it in a form that you guys can be receptive and receive it because otherwise I would just be like a fire hose word vomiting all over you all the time. So there is a lot that goes into it. And I think that people don't realize that, not to mention the fact that even to get the podcast seen and heard and whatnot takes work. I can put this episode out here, but then I got to advertise. I got to do marketing. I have to have a plan. I have to create graphics. There's so much that goes into it. But the main point, again, is that we just really want to focus on the fact that basically effortlessness is just an illusion. So bringing it kind of back, let's talk about acknowledging the struggle. It is crucial to acknowledge and appreciate the effort, determination, and resilience that underlie the appearance of ease. Individuals who make things look easy have likely encountered and surmounted numerous challenges and setbacks throughout their journey. The journey to proficiency is rarely a linear path, and setbacks are an integral part of the learning process. Recognizing and valuing the effort behind the facade, facade, oh, I just hate this word, but I like to use it because I can never say it. Anyways, (laughs) of effortlessness encourages a more realistic perspective on success. 
It really emphasizes the importance of embracing challenges, learning from failures, and understanding that the road to mastery is often paved with hard work, perseverance, and a commitment to continuous improvement. Ultimately, the illusion of effortlessness serves as a testament to the dedication and passion invested in achieving high levels of proficiency. So an example of this would be mentoring. Recognizing the effort behind the mentorship involves understanding the time spent building relationships, staying updated on industry trends, and adapting to mentoring styles and and catering to the unique needs of mentees. Acknowledging the mentor's journey adds depth to the appreciation of their ability to guide others. I think it's fascinating to really dive into dive into and explore the illusion of effortlessness and the perception of ease in our endeavors. It's equally crucial to consider how we can effectively communicate the substantial effort behind our work, helping others appreciate the intricacies and dedication involved in what we do. So here I want to kind of pivot and dive into some tips and actionable items to help lift that curtain and shine a light on the effort needed to make these things happen. So I have three main things that I want to talk about in this sort of realm of conversation today. One is document your process. Share your journey by documenting the steps that you take to achieve your goals. This could be through blogs, social media updates, or even a dedicated website and showcase the challenges you face and the strategies you employ to overcome. So with this, if you are an entrepreneur or a business owner, exactly what I just said, have processes in place so that you can showcase that. Now, some of this is going to be sharing that secret sauce that we just talked about because you want others to know what goes into it. I think as a wedding photographer, we often see this. People will say, oh, well, can I just have the raw images or can I pay you, you know, you're only showing up with a camera. Can I pay you for eight hours, but only this much? Like, I don't see why you need more. And that's an opportunity, in my opinion, to educate that consumer, right? So with that, if I have someone come up to me and say, you charge what for eight hours? I say, yeah, that's eight hours of wedding time. That doesn't include the 16 hours or so that it takes me to edit the photos. That doesn't include the pre-consultation. That doesn't include the timeline assistance. That doesn't include me gathering all these referrals and information for you. That doesn't include the time it takes for me to create the gifts or to run my mileage reports. There's just so much that goes into it. And I would dare to say that most people don't mean it necessarily offensively when they're like, whoa, you make a ton of money for eight hours? That's just the information that we've given them. So if we choose to really document the process and give them insight to that, they're going to have a much better understanding of it. Which leads to the second thing that I want to point out is behind the scenes content. As a creator, it can be so important to go through and just create behind the scenes content so people can see what's going on. Like even with wedding images, you might have an amazing image that looks perfect. But you actually had to Photoshop somebody out of the background or a water bottle or something or something or something. And that's totally okay. But you could share that on social media, on your marketing platforms, so that you can say, like, look, this is what I do to your images. This is how they get to be so great. It's not that I just point a camera and click, but I do X, Y, and Z to get us there. So creating that behind the scenes videos or posts or highlights will really highlight the effort, preparation, and hard work 
that is involved in your process or projects. Sharing the less glamorous aspects of work, such as late night setbacks and moments of frustration, can be hugely beneficial for those that are inspired and learning from you. Now, the other thing I want to hit on is this isn't just for entrepreneurs. This can be in the career world as well. I know at my day job, I love taking on more most of the time. In fact, I had a colleague recently come to me and he was saying how it's wild that when someone asks me to do something, I have arms wide open. I'm ready to take on the challenge. Let's do this. Let's learn. Let's grow. Let's get it done. And he was pointing out to me that most people aren't like that. They're like, wait, wait, wait. This isn't in my job description. This isn't what I'm supposed to do in my daily tasks. This falls on so-and-so. But I don't really have that mentality because I don't know. Nothing's beneath me. Nothing's beyond me. Let's do this. Let's do this together. And it's funny because I think oftentimes people think because I'm that way that it's because it's easy or it's quick or because I'm bored or because I don't have other work to do. But instead, I just add it to my plate and knock it out. So with the documenting of the process, oftentimes I will create SOPs, standard operating procedures, and share them with team members so that they can have a full understanding of what goes into the process. So that they can understand that it's not just a two-step click thing. It's, you know, very intricate. There's a lot of details. It's meticulous and there's so much. And same with behind the scenes. I try to let the team see where I struggle, right? So oftentimes I won't, if someone walks up to me, I work in human resources, so bear with me on this. But oftentimes at my job, if someone walks up and says, can you do this? I'll say, yeah, I can have a T-wave tomorrow. And that's it. But what I've started to do more recently is let people know when I'm struggling, let them know when I'm not necessarily stressed out, but when like my plate is full. So I say, yeah, I can absolutely do this for you, but I can't get it to you till like Friday because I do have a number of other deadlines coming up. Is that okay? And then they can say yes or no, right? And most of the time they say yes because no one really expects me to get something done instantaneously, but it al- allows me to kind of lift that curtain a little bit and let them see. Same with when someone comes to me and it's been a hard day for myself and they come to me and they need a vent or confide in me or whatever. I try to be open and transparent, letting them behind the scenes to see those kind of setbacks and see where I'm at too, um, because I think that it sets us all up for success in the long run that way. And then the third point that I want to talk about along these lines is time management practices. You want to share your time management techniques and routines. Highlight the discipline and organizational like requirements to balance different aspects of your life and really discuss and show how you prioritize tasks, make intentional choices, and you decide where to invest your time and energy from day to day. I personally do this all the time, even on this podcast. I share all my tips and tricks about time management because I can't tell you in both my personal and professional life, you know, with my job, career, and my entrepreneurship, and my motherhood, and, 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 that people are like, what the heck are you doing? How do you do it? I remember when my two worlds collided and we do this ladies' night at my organization and we bring in a bunch of like entrepreneurs or small businesses to sell for a ladies night. It's a really cool gig. And one of my colleagues in the entrepreneur world came in and was like, oh, I thought maybe you'd be working from home today. I was like, no, I almost 100% am on site. Mind you, there's like a day or two here and there that I will work from home if I absolutely need to. But for the most part, I'm Monday through Friday in office, button seat 45, 50 hours a week. 
And she was just baffled. She's like, wait, wait, wait. I was guessing or assuming that you were working from home and like balancing both. So you're like creating your content while you're at home and you're doing this and you're doing that. And I was like, oh no, I'm on site. I'm an all or nothing kind of gal. So when I'm on site at work, 40 plus hours a week, I'm doing my job. (laughs) So I'm not like double dipping, if you will. And there's nothing wrong with that if, you know, you're boss allows you to in your salary and there's ebbs and flows and all of that, not throwing shade here, but just saying that I have the same amount of time in the day as everybody else. I do work full time. I do manage our businesses and I do love what I do. So I'm able to really slow down and put in to practice time management skills so that I can be as productive as I need to be, to be successful. And in the last year, I've also been able to carve out some time for rest and relaxation so that I can pour from an empty cup. But all that to be said, it's just funny to me because again, so many people look at things that I do and I know there's others of you out there that can 100% relate and you're like nodding your head like, yes, 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 that's me. The people think it's so easy for us that we just flip a switch and we do it. And that is so not the case. And so these are some things that you can do and practice and put into place so that people can see what really goes into all that you're doing. While some individuals may seem to possess this natural gift or talent, it's so crucial to recognize that even the innate abilities require cultivation, time, practice, and energy to reach their full potential. Natural talent might be the spark, but it's the consistent effort, dedication, and honing of skills that turn that spark into a blazing fire. Whether it's an artist with an intuitive knack for creating, an athlete with an inherent coordination, or a speaker with a charismatic presence, their journey involves embracing challenges, learning from experiences, and investing the energy needed to refine and elevate their abilities. True mastery is a journey that combines the gift of talent with the art of persistent refinement. In today's episode, we've explored the ins and outs of podcasting, coaching, mentoring, and so much more, and it's clear that what seems effortless on the surface is anything but. It's not just about natural talent. It's about putting in the time, effort, and sweat equity to refine those skills. Whether it's smooth talking on a podcast, the guidance of a mentor, or the energy of a public speaker, We've unveiled the real deal, the hard work behind the scenes. Here's to ditching the glamour for a moment and appreciating the hard work that turns the seemingly simple into something extraordinary. Guys, until next time, keep on diving in.